Let's bring in Keith Naughton now. He's auto editor at large for Bloomberg News, joining us from our Motor City Detroit Bureau in Southfield, Michigan. So, Keith, uh, what do you take away from what Mark Fields just told our own Emily Chang? Yeah, I think, you know, what uh, Mark is trying to do is is sort of carve an, a a distinct path for Ford. It's been a little unclear, you know, uh, you know what their strategy was, and uh, so they're taking a little bit of everyone else's strategy. They're they're going to go, you know, completely autonomous, no steering wheel, much like Google has said they will do with their their car. They want to do it though within the confines of of ride hailing and ride sharing, which is very similar to what GM is looking at with with Lyft, which it invested in, uh, and they want to do it by 2021, which is the same time frame that BMW has announced for its driverless car. So they've, they've taken a little bit of each and uh, come up with their own plan. Um, you know, it's ambitious because they don't have the big partners that uh, GM has or even BMW. They've aligned with Mobileye and Intel. Um, and and they Ford tried to align with Google and ended up not doing a deal with them. And instead, Google is partnering with Chrysler. Hey, Keith, can you tell us about a company called the Velodyne LiDAR and maybe just give us some details about, what is it, a bus or a mini bus that I believe was showcased in India recently using Velodyne LiDAR technology, and it's completely autonomous? Right. You know, the... Um the thing that um, that Validine does uh, for just about everybody um, is is uh, the lidar radar, which uh, you know the way that that works is it it kind of bounces light off objects. Lidar. I'm just going to give yeah. you the that's the acronym L I D A R light detection and ranging sensors. Exactly, and so um, it, it gives the, the vehicle the ability to sense its environment in a 360-degree way um, in conjunction with cameras and traditional radar. Uh, so it creates a vision for the car, um, and then it can drive itself. It's a very expensive component. They're trying to bring the cost of it down by getting more and more customers because Velodyne won't just supply Ford, even though they have struck this deal or Baidu. They're going to continue to supply all the world's automakers um, because they do sort of have the state-of-the-art LiDAR at the moment. So, you know, um, Keith, even though Mark Fields kind of seem to want to push back, like, you know, the technology companies, they're not just going to rush in, or sure they're rushing in, but the car companies, Ford is here. The fact that they're doubling their workforce in Palo Alto at the Research Center, you know, they're increasing the size of this facility hugely, sixfold actually, according to your story, to over three buildings. It does seem to indicate that Mark Fields realizes that having a presence in you know in the in the heart that the biggest technology center in the country if not the world is important to ford now yeah, and you know, as I was working on the story today, I, I got a call from General Motors to remind me that they have a Silicon Valley lab too. <laughs> so, you know, all the Detroit automakers—I should just say all the automakers in general—want to have a presence in Silicon Valley, which I think demonstrates the importance of that hotbed of innovation. They're trying to uh, become a part of it. Um, they are still a small part of it when you look at you know what Google and Apple are doing in in that space, and 
And from Wall Street's perspective, you know, whatever Ford is doing or GM is doing uh, isn't enough because their stock is down despite record profits. And a lot of that is anxiety over whether or not the traditional automakers, the legacy automakers, can embrace this, this changing reality of mobility. Keith, uh, before we all jump on the autonomous car uh, bandwagon, wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about David Hall. He's the head of, of Velodyne LiDAR. He's the founder. And also maybe just give us a, a little idea of how this technology, like automated technology, can be used not just in the automobile industry, but in factory automation as well. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really fascinating technology that is you know very advanced, very expensive, and it does give you this this um, you know vision uh, of uh, all elements of things that are around you, behind you, um, and then it enables robots to move about in a way that they don't. Uh, they don't bump into things. They can avoid things. Uh, in the case of an autonomous car, it's uh, avoiding people and vehicles and buildings. And uh, and it, it's really um, it's a, it's like the central nervous system of an autonomous car. And uh, and you know it it is essential to developing these things with with the appropriate safety. How big of an issue has it been? Was it when uh, we learned after the fact that there had been a crash involving a Tesla, right, where the, the, the car couldn't read the fact that there was a large truck on the road ahead of it because the way the light was bouncing back? It made some news. It seems like it's died down. Was that a setback? Is it just like, oh, well, we're going to have a few of those on the path to a fully autonomous vehicle? Right. I spoke to John Krafczyk, uh, Google's uh, CEO of its self-driving car program, about this recently. And the thing he tries to make very clear is that, you know, the autopilot on on Tesla is, is not a fully autonomous system. It doesn't have the LiDAR that we were just describing. It has cameras. And those cameras, uh, um, which were made by Mobileye, did not have the ability to see cross-traffic. That That's something that's not going to arrive in their capabilities for another two years. So the system was really being pushed beyond its limits, um, either by the driver or by the company that's in dispute. But um, but that was taking a driver assist technology and trying to use it as if it were a fully autonomous technology, and the results were tragic. And Keith, uh, just to give you a couple seconds here, this technology can also be used with uh, unmanned aerial vehicles, right, like drones. Sure. I mean, that's that's the ability of this 3D surround vision that you can get when you deploy these these three technologies. But you know what they what they require also is you know some high speed processors, which is why you see Intel involved in this, um, to really crunch all the data that comes in through these sensors and tell drones or vehicles where to go. Thank you very much for spending time with us uh, and enlightening us. Keith Norton is uh, auto editor at large for Bloomberg News, telling us about autonomous driving as well as new technology to give that 360-degree view. Shares of Ford down six-tenths of a percent at $12.35. We take you through to the close next. This is Bloomberg.